0: Hello, and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with your host, San Taef. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success A Great podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success A Great podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret podcast starts now. In this episode, I have with me Chris Castanis. He's an award-winning insurance agent, speaker, and author of You Are Going to Be Great at This, which is a humorous box on sales. He's also the president of Serf Financial Brokers since 2011. He helps his clients with life and disability and long-term insurance. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Chris, we are going to be talking about sales. So is every human being on Earth here uh, is in sales? Because this is in business, for example, or entrepreneurs, when they want to have growth in their business, they should have sales to get the revenue, right? So is everyone in sales?
1: Yes. Um, I mean, there's people that are in sales that are earning money in sales. And then there's people who are selling whether or not it's in the sales business, but they're still selling something. They're selling ideas. They're selling concepts to their coworkers. They're selling themselves uh, trying to get a job. So we're always selling. We're always in sales. We may not be selling transactionally, but we're still selling something.
0: Exactly. So so you mentioned that we we sell ourselves like meaning that a lot of people we see a lot of places or businesses that are similar to each other each other even in actual brick and mortars right and these businesses have revenues coming in because people actually love to buy from people right so how important it is to learn about sales to learn certain techniques and how to uh, let's say uh, stand out from the crowd in sales
1: Uh, Well, you have to stand out from the crowd by your personality. And if you're, you know, we can all sell the same thing. I sell insurance. So if I sell insurance and I use a little sense of humor where the next guy sells insurance and he's very serious, we're both selling. He's going to attract one crowd of people. I'm going to attract the people that are more like me. We buy and sell from people who, we like and we trust. So when you're selling yourself, you really only have a few seconds there for someone to decide whether or not they like you and trust you. And as we go through time, that, that amount of time gets smaller and smaller. But, you know, in the old days, they'd say, oh, you have a minute for someone to decide if they like you. Now it's down to like eight seconds or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And media, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you got to make a good, good first impression, come across as, you know, trustworthy and and you'll attract those people who are like you and have the same uh, mind, you know, state of mind or whatever. Then you can build a community off of that. But, um, yeah, it's really important to make sure that you're selling yourself, And you and you can learn those basic techniques. That's what I talk about in my book is there's just basic techniques. You can learn how to sell yourself, how to, um, you know, people will buy on the approval of other people. And that's a that's a huge topic in itself.
0: Yeah. Um, So can you you explain to us on this on these techniques and these selling techniques?
1: Right. So say, for instance, uh, if you use the one about buying on the approval of others. Well, we always are looking for, um, what do you call it? Like referrals, you know, if you gave me a referral, I can throw your name out there and go, well, you know, people like it, like and trust him. He's he's a good guy. So therefore, he likes and trusts me. That's why he gave me the referral. Um, That's buying on the approval of others. Endorsement deals, always good for that. Um, if you can manage to get one, but even, you know, you take a, a small child and you say, come on, eat your vegetables. And they don't want to eat their vegetables. Nobody wants to eat them. Uh, you <laughs> tell them about how, you know, all the guys in the world cup eat their vegetables. And that's why they're such good soccer players. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can build off of that. So it's just knowing some basic techniques and how to use them. And you can use them for just about everything. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I tell people all the time is, you have to be in sales. You have to be kind of thick skinned. You know, you have to be able to handle people saying no to you all the time and, mm-hmm. and don't take it personally. And one of the ways I do that is I remind myself that, you know, years ago when I was single and, and trying to meet girls in clubs or whatever, um, you know, we always have like opening lines that are horrible. You know, you always try to meet a girl and say something kind of, kind of funny and witty. And um, the one that worked was, uh, I thrive on rejection. Will you go out with me? And it made it sound like, you know, yeah, it's a win-win. Whatever you say, I'm going to be happy. So (laughs) so when you take that approach to sales and you go, you know, there's going to be some rejection. That's okay. I'll be okay with it then you can move on. There's some people that they get rejected two or three times and they, and they give up. So you have to be a little bit more thick skinned not take everything personally and just move ahead. And it's just the same in dating and sales and anything else in life, you know, applying for a job, um, whatever. And in sales, we really are, we're, we're applying for a job. Every time I sit down with somebody, I'm asking them, to take me on as their insurance agent hire me you know whatever you're selling you're also asking to be hired at that point mm-hmm. so if you think mm-hmm. of it in those terms you can use those sales techniques for various
0: things maybe it's a numbers game i don't want to say it's a numbers game but it kind of is because like you mentioned in your example right you might you might get rejected for for 11 times 12 times but the 13th times it will be done deal right so also with experiencing it over and over again, you can modify your approach. like you mentioned, you can modify your uh, verbal communication, you can modify your uh, uh, let's say how you look even if that if that matters. so that that's very important it might be because me personally, I used to work sometimes in outdoor sales knocking door to door, these kind of things selling. Uh, the coupon uh, codes these that give uh, discounts to people to restaurants you know so most most of the time I got like rejected (laughs) nobody really but but at the same time me personally if I'm speaking from myself I me personally did not believe in what I was selling so do you think that how important it is to believe uh, in yourself first and what is it that you are selling
1: well, there again, if you're selling and like you're saying, you, you know, you have to believe in the product. One of the ways you can do that is to purchase your product. Um, you know, the, the people that don't own life insurance make horrible life insurance agents. They never sell anything. And because people will ask you like, well, do, do you own this? Do, you know, do, you're trying to sell this to me. Do you own this? And if you look at them and go, well, no, I don't want it, you know, then... <laughs> you've just lost any credibility and not going to get a sell. So yeah, you have to, you have to buy, you have to buy into it as well. And there again, you know, I worked at a car insurance company years ago. that was what we called substandard. It was for the really bad drivers that, you know, couldn't get regular car insurance. Well, I didn't, I'm a good driver. I don't, I don't need that. And people would ask me, well, do you have this? And I would go, no, but I'm not, in your, I'm not in your position right now. You know, you're, you're, this is what you need, but I don't need it. That's a little harder to rationalize for some people. But if you really want to get behind what you're selling, then you need to be an owner or, or buyer of what you're selling. And then you can use that. That gives you a lot of credibility with that client on the other side.
0: Mm. So like as I mentioned, I worked in sales, for example, like uh, what they used to train us in general, like we will, will have these certain texts that we basically can memorize and repeat right. over and over again. So do you think this type of thing works or being, uh, let's say, uh, yourself and have your own words that sales? Because like I mentioned, you have to experience, it could be a good thing if you experience the same service or same product right
1: right i'll tell you what it the way i the way i always approach that is if they give you some sales language and here's a script to work off of and you've got to use these words that's great when you're first starting out because it's going to have all the information in there and you need to memorize it and people that you're talking to probably won't know how you sound otherwise So when you're saying things that don't sound natural, they may not know that. But at the same time, as you get more comfortable and you progress and you're not the new guy anymore, you can change things around a little bit and just use that talk as a track to run on and throw your personality into it. Then you'll get more comfortable. Your client will get more comfortable with you and everybody will be happier and, and more at ease, and then you can sell more. But on the front end, when you're just starting out, it is good to have that script and at least learn it and get the basics of it and see where people will stop you and interrupt you and ask for questions and clarification. Then you can make it your own, as they say, um, as you progress through that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So in general now, uh, in order to be successful in sales, like, uh, some people might give up like we talked about earlier. So how important it is to have some people like uh, engaging in events or having like a mentor for that person to not give up because it, if, if you go for a week or two or a month without, for example, sales, you will might, might quit. So how important is it to, to engage in events and having someone who been in the game for the long run to push you and tell you that, It could work. It just needs sometimes a bit of time to learn it because now in this day and age, the most important things that I, from what I am seeing, it's not just the college degrees. College degrees are not that important. It's the skills that you learn and develop, right? Right, right. And,
1: you know, having a a mentor, ultimately the best case scenario is having somebody who doesn't have a financial interest in your success. So if I have a sales manager and he gets five or 10% off of everything I sell, then his motives may not always be in my best interest. But if I have a guy that, you know, the neighbor across the street that was in my industry for years and he says, hey, you know, come over and talk to me if you have a question or if you just need some that's much more helpful because he's not dependent on me making a living for him. So I like that model best, but you don't, that's not one you're going to always get. Mm. Uh, Having somebody hold you accountable, I think is the the crux of all this is, you know, and it doesn't have to be a sales manager. It can be a spouse or a coworker. Um, There again, someone who doesn't you know, have a financial interest in whether or not you make any money. And they can just say, hey, how many, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, how many people did you see yesterday? How many phone calls did you make? How many times did you try making a close on a sale? And just asking three or four questions, just so you'll have to say it out loud. Because, you know, you know, if you say it out loud and you go, man, I didn't see anybody, then that's really going to, that's like a punch in the stomach. You know, so then you're motivated to go out and do better. Just having somebody ask you that question in a non-judgmental way. I I used to work for a company and we would get up every morning and drive to a, a restaurant or a diner or whatever. And the sales manager would just go around and ask everybody what they did the day before. And if you said, you know, I didn't see anybody or whatever, then he right in front of everybody, he would just start screaming at you. You know, what's your problem? You're so lazy, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you're like, look, I had a flat tire, you know, (laughs) whatever it was. And, you know, so when you don't have if you've just got somebody, they'll just ask you those questions, make you say them out loud. Even if it's say it's an assistant, I had an assistant for years, and she used to just call me once a morning, every morning, and just ask me questions: How many phone calls did you make? How many appointments did you set? You know, did you see anybody? Did you try to open any cases? Um, She had about eight or nine questions, and just for me having to answer those questions honestly made me realize what I needed to do and make those changes. You know, in my head, because that's where all of it is. It's all right here you know between your ears yeah. so um
0: you know you know how that is yeah so so about your book you are going to be a at this it's it's kind of a humorous book on sales right so how did the book come to life and what are some of the let's say best lessons that you are let's say proud of or you like or you love in you in this book okay
1: well um the book was the book was basically uh, born out of frustration with the sales industry because you always, you know, we always have, when you go to work for for a company and it's all, all commissions, there's no salary. It's just, you don't, if you don't sell something, you don't make any money. Mm. And those jobs are very, very hard to fill. People don't like that lots of times, you know? And so they will say anything and everything to get you to come to work. So they'll make you promises and they'll tell you how everybody's making all this money and it's the best product in the world. And they're just going to ask you for it and you're going to make a lot of money. And then they always throw in, you're going to be great at this. You're going to, you've got the great personality and you're going to be awesome at this. And they hire 20 people and within like three months, like fifteen of them are already gone because they're not making any money, and so that's that's where I started taking notes on all kinds of things over the years, and that's where I got the title for the book of uh, "You're Going to Be Great at This," and it's just it, it's just this it has actual lessons that you can use and sales tricks and tips and advice, and I've also thrown in what we call dumb stories which are real examples of things uh, that have happened to me over the years. And, um, you know, it's just that kind of thing going into businesses. There's a story in there where I, I went into a mattress business. The guy was selling beddings and mattresses. And he immediately just started screaming at me and telling me how, you know, I don't need your business and I don't need this. And why are you here? And you're bothering me. And the place was empty. There was nobody in there buying anything. And I, and I just let him go. He went on for about five minutes and yelled at me. And and I said, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but honestly, I don't think you'll be in business a year from now. And he said, why not? And I said, you, you're you rude. You know, you, I mean, this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I didn't do anything. I came by to say hello. I was going to give you a business card, introduce myself, and you've just yelled at me. And sure enough, about six months later, he was shut down. Um, you know, he, that's the way he probably treated his, his customers. And um, so, you know, there's stories like that, <laughs> stories like that. And, and, um but a lot of the stuff in there is mostly things you can use, like how to go to a networking event and get actual phone numbers from people rather than handing out your card and things like that. I'm not a big fan of business cards. I, um, I think they're good for a couple of things. Like if they have a drawing for a free breakfast or something somewhere and they say, throw your business card in the jar or, uh, you know, door prizes, things like that. And, um, and some people, I like leaving them with a good tip at a restaurant sometimes. (laughs) So if I, if I go to a restaurant and I'll leave a tip and I'll put my business card on there. And um, one of the, one of the stories in the book is it was a guy I used to work with years ago. And he found some business cards of his competitor and he would go to a restaurant. And if he had good service, he would leave his card with a good tip. If it was bad service, he'd leave a bad car, bad tip with his competitor's card. And <laughs> it was very underhanded. <laughs> no, no, that's actually smart. <laughs> i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah it was it was a little sneaky and um you know and of course they would see the name of this company the server would and you know he told me he said yeah they probably go back in the kitchen and complain to everybody hey this guy's with so-and-so and he left me a bad tip you know don't do business with that guy so um you know it, there's things like that in the book um little stories try to make it interesting it's a real thing you can read it in, you know a day or two and um so that that's why I made it like that. I've, I've got a chapter in there on how to be a good customer even. And um, try to make it to where it's readable for everybody. You don't have to just be in sales. Anybody can read it and enjoy it, hopefully. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So what do you think other tools or resources or even also books that can help salespeople to improve themselves?
1: I do a lot of... um I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of uh, business podcasts and I, and I, and I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos. I'm always trying to learn something social, you know, now, we, you know, social media, it's, it's a whole new ball game. And, um, a lot of people get caught up in that. I think we get a little bit too bogged down and trying to, um, post things. I I have an Instagram page and a YouTube channel. And just a couple of things like that. LinkedIn does okay. Um, Twitter, not so much. Don't really get a lot of business out of Twitter. Uh, My Facebook page, not really. You know, so there. certain things work for certain industries. And just like, you know, before the internet, there were certain things that worked better for certain industries you know yellow pages was good for attorneys but not for insurance guys you know so <laughs> it just depends on what you're doing there's a lot of trial and error and and testing the waters and see what works but mm-hmm. the good thing is we always have um trial periods so if you you know Try it's, a, new it's a process
0: internet. when you want to learn something like something like sales it's a process you don't become the best sales person in the world like after a week or so so it takes yeah quite it's not less
1: yeah not unless your dad knows somebody that can get you in the door or
0: something. <laughs> you yeah. know it, it, it,
1: a lot of it is just relationship building and making yourself accessible to people and and going out and seeing people. If you just sit at home all day or sit in an office, you're not really doing anything. Um, I'm, I'm licensed to sell insurance in a pretty large area geographically. I can't base, I can't possibly go to all these places and, and visit them and try to sell insurance. That's where the social media and the email campaigns and that part comes in Whereas locally here, like yesterday, I did a networking event, um, talked to some people, made some appointments with some people I've never met before. It's a good mix of trying to stay local and stay active and keep the pipeline full of prospects while at the same time, you know, realizing that I can cast a wider net with social media and still keep my name out there and maybe you know, maybe somebody will 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 pick up the phone and buy something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, what would you say something that you are uh, not good at that you usually don't share with people? Something I'm not good at. Yeah. Wow, uh, there's a lot of stuff I'm not good at.
1: <laughs> some sometimes I, uh, I, you know, my book has got some. Um, a little bit of profanity in it and that's one of those things where I've I have to learn to filter myself sometimes <laughs> I was uh you know my my when I was growing up my my mother and father both used a little bit of profanity around the house so it was kind of a second language and and when I was you know went into business I thought everybody talked like that you know <laughs> and they didn't so um you know. <laughs> So I'm, you know, here I'm sixty years old now, and I'm still learning that lesson. Sometimes things just come out; (laughs) you can't help it. So you know, you know, it's that that I'm 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 Greek, so it's that hot Mediterranean blood, you know, comes out sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, awesome. You're originally from uh, from Greece. Oh, cool. So awesome, yeah. But uh, eventually, we're a human, so no matter how you try to keep it, sometimes. Things might get out of control, I guess. So, so, yeah. I know. you know, it,
1: every you, you find people that think like you, and after everybody's everybody lets their guard down and you feel comfortable, then you can do those things. But exactly. sometimes I'm not really good at judging the room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if they've let their guard down or not. But anyway, it's okay. Nobody's died from it yet or anything like that.
0: So so, so what would you say the final takeaway from this episode to the people who are hearing the Success Secret podcast? What salespeople should do to learn the best thing that they can learn and apply that?
1: The, the, the number one thing you can learn is that before you're selling a product or a service, you've got to sell yourself first. And and just come across as sincere, you know, and be honest with people. Uh, I had a gentleman years ago told me, he said, if you offer a fair price and you're honest, you'll always succeed. Um, It doesn't have to be the best price. just has to be a fair price. But if you're honest with people, you know, when you first get into the business and you say, look, I'm just starting out, you know, uh, you know, do you know some people I could call if you were in my place? Well, who would you call for referrals? You know, and let people know what your situation is. They, instead of feeling like you know, wow, that guy's not going to want me. I'm a new, I'm new at this. They're going to probably want to help you out and feel sorry for you a little bit and say, hey, you know, I I I understand. I've been there too, and they'll help you out. People were always willing to help you, and if you let them know, you know, look, I'm just starting out in sales. Can you help me out a little bit? Sure, people generally are good like that and'll they'll, they'll help you out. so that's one of those things just sell yourself learn how to you know keep your your reputation good and your name is your brand and you are your brand and you know ask yourself in the you know when people hear my name what do they think of
0: mm-hmm. And
1: that's what you want to know and then just refine that and you'll and you'll always be good at sales.
0: Yeah, people people or sales people need to understand that selling is serving so uh, it's not just about lower price or price. you you serve people by selling them what they need and how they can solve their problems because people care about eventually they don't care about basically the product or the service they care about how 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 fast their problems were solved. So, so right and, and, and a
1: lot of times they don't know they have a problem and exactly. that's where yes. that salesperson your will find will find that problem for
0: them, exactly. you know.
1: So that's, there's things there, but yeah, they, you're right.
0: Awesome. Well, Chris, where can people get in touch with you to learn more about you and see your book?
1: Uh, well, they can go to Amazon, and the book is uh, "You're Going to Be Great at That at This," and it's on Amazon, and um, or they can go to Chris and uh, if they want to book me for a speaking engagement, uh, there's a calendar on there. They can uh, get a copy of the book. I have a blog on there. there's um, and a lot of really um, non-serious memes about sales and business and selling and and follow, you know, follow me on there, follow me on Instagram.
0: I'm everywhere. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, for being here today on this episode was a really fun one informative and uh, I really enjoyed it thank you very much well, th- thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of success grid make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and if you found value in the show rate and leave a review on itunes for more resources visit successgrid.net until next time